What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. It's a junior super deluxe. You got to be kidding me. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Ding, dang, dong. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I'm so excited to be joined right now by my guest, the great Heather Dinich. Heather, thanks so much for making time for us this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. So... I remember about a month or so ago reading the article you wrote about Desmond Howard catching that ball on the 10-yard line for Michigan, thinking he's going to win the Heisman Trophy but not certain yet, and how you timed the article to the video. And I know you give a lot of credit to your staff, but I have never read, had never read an article put together like that before combining the art world and the sports world and it reminded me of this great sports writer, an awesome storyteller who's a woman. So I want you to listen to Mary Carrillo and hear what you think about the beginning of her story. Since 1886, the Venus Rosewater dish has been awarded to the ladies' champion at Wimbledon. It's made of sterling silver, and the ancient Greek concept it glorifies harkens back to classical mythology. That a true lady be sound of mind, prudent, the personification of temperance and moderation. It is everything that Venus Williams has always stood for, except when she plays tennis. Then she stands for this. How do you like that? That's what you remind me of, Heather. Mary Carolla. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for that. That's great. And those that just... That's just wonderful. I'm blessing. You can't see, but I'm blessing. Thank you. <laughs> I got another one for you because you are really, and I'm not here to to patronize you, but the fact that every one of those college football players you talk about, every one of those damn coaches you got to deal with, they're men. There's no girls playing college football, but you have risen, and it reminds me of this woman. Listen to this interview with Bonnie Raitt. All the artists you just mentioned, Muddy Waters, John Hammond, uh, Fred McDowell, Sun House, they all have a lot in common, but there's also one thing they have in common is that they're all men. Did, mm -hmm. you, have any, did you have any idea how groundbreaking it was that you were playing this instrument in such a public way w when you started? You know, when it would get mentioned in reviews or interviews, uh, but other than that, I didn't think about it. You know, you just like certain kinds of music. I didn't think about whether I was black or white or... A female or a male it just I just liked the sound so I was just playing for myself with no no feeling about going into it for a line of work she's an awesome storyteller in the world of music Mary Carrillo is an awesome storyteller in the world of sports both of them women Heather tell us a little bit about you how the hell do you end up being a college football analyst I mean, how did this all happen? What did your mom and dad do for a living? Where did you grow up? Tell us what your journey has been like. Oh, you're so nice. I grew up in northeastern Pennsylvania, and I was an only child, and I loved watching the Pittsburgh Pirates. That was my thing. <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, the Killer Bees, Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> and I can remember my dad taking me to the All-Star game when it was in Pittsburgh, and I can remember him taking me to see the Braves. And I will, I'll never forget this. We were in a hotel, mm. and I was decked out from head to toe 
in pirates stuff, pirates gear. I had an Andy Van Slyke jersey. I had pirates earrings, pirate socks. I mean, I don't even know how old I was. But I remember looking down into the lobby and seeing um, Dave Justice and Holly Berry, I think it was. And I remember my dad being like, hey, why don't you go get his autograph? And I was like, no way. He's not a Pittsburgh Pirate. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So I've always loved sports. And my parents were big Steelers fans, but they're not into college football like I am. They they follow it now because of what I do for a living. And my mom will be like, hey, I saw so-and-so on. You didn't pick them. Always a mom, right? Uh, <laughs> Um, but I like and the honest truth is I wasn't very good at math or science at all, mm. and I, I was I was good at reading and writing, and mm. so I figured I would I would stick with it, and here I am. I, I'm one of the few people I guess that always knew what I wanted to be when I grew up, and so when I was 16, I was working for our local paper, putting in high school sports and wrestling scores mm. and track scores and stuff, and I've just. I've been fortunate that I knew what I wanted to do because I've been doing it ever since. How bumpy was it? How, you know, stink-eyed did you get from, and maybe even still, but you just power through it. What has that journey been like? It hasn't been bumpy in the way that people might think, being a a minority in a male-dominated business, because I've... I say this 100% honestly, I've had such great male mentors throughout my career. And I was just in the press box in Indianapolis for the national championship game on Monday night, mm-hmm. and I saw Bill Ben there, and he was, he was with a young um, female intern, and I pulled him aside and I said, you know what, thank you so much, because she's going to remember this, mm-hmm. and she's the future of our business, and I wouldn't be here without people like you who helped me along the oh, way. Wow. And that's the truth, because, you know, you are surrounded by males. So it it takes one to put you under their wing and say, hey, come on, you can do this too. And I went to Indiana University. I was there when Bob Knight got fired, and it was the biggest story in sports at that time. And I'll never forget it, because the day he got fired, there were helicopters flying around campus, Sports Illustrated, New York Times, you name it. They were there, and we were in the middle of it, and... You know, the people that I was surrounded by were the beat writers, mm-hmm. Terry Hutchins from the Indianapolis Star, you know, all those folks. And um, it, it was it, and is still a male-dominated thing. But being in the right place at the right time at IU when that happened mm-hmm. and having the support throughout my career, I mean, that all played a, a big role in it. You know, in addition to writing the articles, Heather Dinich, my favorite sports caster analyst in college sports you now have to change we all have to i'm an orthopedic surgeon i don't do i do reverse shoulder replacements they didn't that wasn't even invented 33 years ago when i started in practice you have to keep evolving so look at you you're a journalist who writes but now you got to be in front of the camera and what is amazing to me about you and again it's not just because you're here the reason i sought you out is because of who you are Frank Sinatra used to use his voice, raise it, lower it, speed up, slow down, like an instrument in the band. So I want you to listen to Mary Carrillo again talking about Venus Williams and tell me what you hear in terms of 
how she speeds up, slows down, high, low, and what you take away from it. I'm curious what you hear. So listen. But the defending Wimbledon champion will be missing from the All England Club this year. Her 37-year-old sister is very much back to her favorite tournament on her best surface for the 20th time. Can Venus sparkle one more time like the prize that bears her name? She won't have to face her toughest opponent. And when you win at Wimbledon and raise this dish, silver is pure gold. The spacing of the voice, the raising, the lowering. I can sense you're paying attention to how you pulse and pace your voice. Tell me what that's like. Wow. Well, no pressure, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Maybe this goes back to my mom. Sit up straight. Slow down. Nobody can understand what you're saying. (laughs) Um, Look, things that I have learned over the past eight years of covering the college football playoff have helped me do exactly what you're talking about it, and it's still a work in progress. And when I started doing more TV at ESPN, we had a coach, and he helped tremendously in think about what you're going to say, say it slowly so people can understand it, but also, maybe more than all of that, pick three things that you're going to say, own it, and sell it, because no matter what you say on TV, somebody's always going to disagree with you. Mm. And I, I thought that was terrific advice, because it's true, and as reporters, We have notebooks filled with information. Mm. You go on TV, you have to talk about it all in 30 seconds. So what are those most important points that you want to convey and do it quickly? And I think all of those things help answer what you're talking about. Mm. Heather, can I keep you for one more small segment? Because I am 64 years old, and the last football jersey I owned was Joe Namath. That's the, he's still my favorite until Joe Burrow came along. But I need you to, number one, tell me more about the Joe Burrow story and how maybe the Stetson Bennett story may even be better. Can you hang on a second? I can pay some bills and have you come back. You bet. Okay. All right. So I'm so happy right now. All right. We're talking to the great Heather Dinich. Coming up next, I cannot wait. We'll pay some bills and we'll be back here on the Weekend Warriors Show on 710 ESPN. <laughs> 